to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Tonight on Universe Box. Downton Abbey? The movie? J.K. Simmons as Jim Gordon. Brad and Angelina call it quits. This is Universe Box. I'm Bill Meeks. I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. This is Universe Box for September 20th, 2016. I'm Anne-Marie. Hi. Let's get into the news. Okay, okay so first up, Televisionary. We're searching, uh, it, we're looking into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling in Televisionary. <laughs> Okay, Anne-Marie, we're here for our, our first Universe Box. So in our first segment on our first Universe Box, I'm very excited. Uh, Not as our, excited as me. So all, a lot of first. What's our first story? Our first story is the speculation of a Downton Abbey movie. Yay! Um, according to The Guardian, so take it with a spoonful of salt, Maggie Smith is close to signing on to a Downton Abbey movie. She said a year ago that she feared her character may be too old for a new story, <laughs> but this weekend, Downton actor Michael Fox and writer Julian Fellows, writer and creator Julian Fellows, um, spoke as if she may have changed her mind. Fellows even went so far as to say, I think it will be fun to get everyone together. Um, yay. This is, this You're is like, about this. this is the land of happy Anne Marie's. I don't look, I'm just, it's all new. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of speculation since even long before the series was over. Like, as soon as they announced, hey, this season will be our last one, which was like two down the road, uh, everybody's like, movie, do a movie. <laughs> um, somebody give Edith a happy ending. Um, however, I think the quote, um, from Julian Fellows really saying that they will be fun for everyone to work together. Um, that pretty much says it's happening. Yeah, definitely. Uh, over in our chat room, which you can access at live.universebox.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. EST. Uh, Bobby says he never got into downtown Abbey. Downton. Downton, downtown Arby's. I, and that's kind of the, where I'm coming from too. I, I I still haven't seen more than half of the first episode of the show. I, I know I I know. I however seen the whole series like three times. <laughs> but I I know a ton of people like you, uh, you know, who just rave about it and think it's a great show, great characters, a great take on class uh, in general. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, working class versus upstairs versus downstairs, that sort of thing. That was a good show too. But uh, the half of an episode I watched <laughs> just uh, never hooked me, unfortunately. It's uh, not your type of show. I think it just well, takes a certain person. Like, I, I, I feel like it is my type of show, but if it was set in a different period, it would be my type of show. Are you kidding me? It's like my favorite. Well, I'm just saying, you know, if it was set, I, I don't know, in the 70s and the 90s, no. maybe even back in the 1700s. Uh, you know, That could be fun. I, I, it might might entice me a little bit more. Uh, over in our chat room, uh, let's see, RMG Geeked uh, says, I've seen it on Netflix but never checked it out. Well, And as does Hobblepot. Now might be the time. I'm like alone in my principles here. <laughs> you're, you're downtown lonely. Or Downton Lonely. <laughs> Downton Lonely. But it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Now, now, I think we're moving to a story here that we can both get behind. Oh, uh, I mean, we can talk about it. We, I don't know if we can get behind it. it. 
I, but uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Once Upon a Time, which we used to do a podcast about. You may have heard of Greetings from Storybrooke. Uh, that's canceled now. It's uh, canceled. We used to do the show about it. We don't anymore. But uh, <laughs> they just released uh, this week. They released a new trailer for season six. So we'll go ahead and play this a little bit. And uh, maybe talk a little bit about it. Anne-Marie, what did you think of the trailer overall? I mean, the phrase, what's coming and how do we stop it, was said. And you know what? I feel like I've heard that phrase every six months or so on Once Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. Pretty much every half season (laughs) when they're trying to figure out what's coming and how do they stop it. Mm -hmm. Hey, there it was. Um, (laughs) I just, I'm over it, I think, is where we've gotten to. The threats aren't becoming, they're not threatening, they're just becoming outlandish and they're just like, yet they're very Disney. Mm -hmm. So it's like things that don't make sense and then a literal Disney princess. Yeah, and they definitely do seem to be leaning into the Disney even more so than usual too. And, and you know what I think honestly I'm not a huge fan of the recast of Jafar mm-hmm. uh because we did watch Wonderland um and they waited too long to bring over the Aladdin and Jasmine and Jafar and all of that story to the main show and you know what I think the viewers who were who would have responded well to that have either moved on <clears throat> or just really <laughs> forgotten that story Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And as for me, I I thought that Aladdin and Jasmine looked pretty good, at least a little better than the the new costumes they have for Aladdin and that Jasmine at Disney World because they they've gone off model at Disney World now. Let us not get me started on that story. And, and we'll have links to uh, this and all the stories at uh, universebox.com attached mm-hmm. to this episode. But they have new costumes for Aladdin and Jasmine. We're showing it on screen here. Some people complain. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little ugly. Yeah, I, and uh, I, I'm in this case, I'm glad that Once Upon a Time stayed on model for them, right. for the most part. I, but it, the weird thing is, is that at the same time, it seems like they're going even more on model for Beauty and the Beast for Rumple and Belle, because we see in the trailer that they have very decked out, very much exactly like the movie Beauty and the Beast dance sequence with Belle in the yellow dress. Oh, you mean like they did two seasons ago? But that was in the in the sorcerer's house. It was in like a ballroom in the sorcerer's house. It, yeah, but I mean, it, it it was in the style of Beauty and the Beast. No, this it is, wasn't. This is, it wasn't in the style. She was in the yellow dress. He was in the blue. There was no chandelier. It wasn't these big sweeping camera angles. That's what you see in the trailer. Right, but it uh, still was the exact costumes. Mm-hmm. It, but but uh, you know, you know, it, it was very similar costumes. I I think the co- costumes are closer in this trailer uh, that we saw here. But definitely uh, very very interesting. Uh, I I also uh, you know I I I'd love for the show to knock it out of the park this season. But after season five, I'm I'm pretty dubious about it. You know, time's going to tell, but we'll probably still be live tweeting it. So, you know, if you follow at GF Storybrook, you you know, you might see some some of our thoughts. Oh, I'm sure we'll live tweet. And you know what? We're probably not going to hold back Mm -hmm. as much as we may have in the past. Yeah. And uh, let's see. uh, RMG Geeked in the chat room says they brought in Frozen before uh, the older princesses. They brought in solid frozen they brought in let us cut them out of the movie and we might as well have had the actresses play their characters Mm -hmm. before they did that with like um i was gonna say rapunzel but they didn't even do that (laughs) what they did the complete disservice to her with brave basically Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't done well 
I'm, yeah. just, I'm trying to be nice, okay? I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I agree with you, though, uh, by the way. But you know what? As, as long as we're talking about Disney and Beauty and the Beast and stuff, I think it's about time to maybe move into uh, our, our next segment, which, you know, grab some popcorn, find your seat. We're opening up the curtain on cinematic. <laughs> Sorry, interesting. Um, so our first story in Cinematters is the Beauty and the Beast 25th anniversary. Yes. Um, where they got um, a lot of the original voice actors, singers, etc. together and did a little did a little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela Lansbury took to the stage in Lincoln Center's Alice Tully Hall to reprise her rendition of the theme of Beauty and the Beast as a part of the film's 25th anniversary celebration. My first thought is, how is Beauty and the Beast 25 years old? Because now I'm officially old. I Well, you were officially old before. Now you're officially older. Now I just feel old. <laughs> I feel like these gray hairs are valid now. Um, but with everything being all about reboots, <clears throat> us included, um, it is wonderful. Very, very salient points. Very, it's, it's really nice to see and hear the originals. And if you watch the video on the link, Angela Lansbury is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. The woman is 91 years old, and yet she doesn't sound a day over 60. Yeah, we won't play it here for copyright reasons. Of course. But. Of course. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I love that at the end of it, she even delivered her lines to Chip that she does in the movie mm-hmm. after she sings the song as Mrs. Potts. I, honestly, it's also pretty impressive that she still sounds so perfect at, at 91. It's right. just amazing. There, there was this rumor floating around a couple weeks ago that she was going to be appearing on uh, the HBO show Game of Thrones. Hmm. And I was like, eh, does the old bird still have it? Like, I, I right. mean, I, I, I was just like thinking back, Murder, She Wrote, this, that, and Bed Knobs and Broom 6. She's pretty old. <laughs> She's old. <laughs> Maybe uh, she might not... It, seems weird that she'd be acting still and everything but obviously she's hey, still if betty white can it. do it angela lansbury mm-hmm. can yes yeah, so she might not be visiting westeros uh but she definitely still has the chops and uh let's see over in the chat room i'll just say that rm g geeked says yes love angela lansbury murder she wrote lol murder nice. she wrote was very lol it was totally lol it was, it was totes lol i actually don't think i've ever seen an episode of murder she you wrote. haven't no it's pretty good like i I, I actually saw some people saying that uh maybe maybe uh she plays a jessica fletcher which was her character yeah. type character on game of thrones where she comes into so she comes in and someone gets killed like there's a red wedding i was about to say doesn't everybody it. get killed on game of thrones it does it does <laughs> and uh, over in the chat room uh hobblepot says i used to watch the movie over and over again as a kid pretty much just for the beast the best the beast was the best the beast, the best. The beast, the best. The beast, the best. Okay, uh, so what's our next story, Anne Marie? Um, next up, J.K. Simmons as Gordon. As Jimmy Gordon. Gordon. To celebrate Batman Day on September 17th, Zack Snyder tweeted out two pictures from the set of Justice League. Mm-hmm. There was him in front of the bat signal, of course, which we've already seen, followed by the first image of J.K. Simmons as the commish, James Gordon. Uh, and what a picture it is. What a picture it is. Iconic. You may have seen it, you know, in our main image. Um, so I'm really, really, really excited for all of the DCEU movies, um, which is a phrase that five years ago I would have never said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with our a special love for Batman and all things Bat. Um, so I just think this is really fun. J.K. Simmons looks perfect. 
as the commissioner. He has a very classic Gordon look, and I'm pretty sure I see a mustache in this picture. It's very hard Definitely. to see. It's black and white. It's really far away. Definitely. Um, but I can't wait to see what's in store for us. And come on, Batfleck and friends. <laughs> I'm all about the Batfleck. Uh, Bobby in the chat room says, oh, look, he looks like J.K. Simmons. See, I don't know J.K. Simmons from like anything. Yeah, so you, that. you might know him from one or two things. Like what? I, I'll mention it in a second. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but like you said, he he looks great, very yeah. much in the mold of the comic books and the animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to get pretty hard. It's going to be hard to get used to uh, seeing J. Jonah Jameson because he played J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies. Is it the Spider-Man movies I've seen or the Spider-Man movies I haven't seen? The ones you've seen. Oh. He was the newspaper editor. He was Peter's boss at the newspaper. Get me pictures of Spider-Man, Parker. I think I'll be okay. It's been a yeah. while. But, but, you know, it'll be weird seeing him uh, play Batman's pal instead of Spider-Man's sort of enemy. I, I, I just kind of wonder how much he'll feature, how, how much Gordon will feature in the Justice League movie itself. Is it going to be one or two scenes to set up the standalone Batman film? Or will he be uh, more heavily involved in the plot? I, he doesn't seem like a character who could do much in a story like Justice League, which is really about this big cosmic threat. Right. I, I'm thinking uh, maybe maybe Batman's fighting on multiple fronts here. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. His devotion to Gotham uh, is a big reason why Batman is hesitant to join the League in the comics and mm-hmm. why he often bows out of the League's adventures. He's like, I'm good. So... so <laughs> So maybe uh, this uh, maybe Gotham is going to serve as a distraction from his work with the league here. I, I mean, I could definitely see it where he's dealing with this big uh, cosmic threat and everything, and then all of a sudden, oh, Gordon calls him, and he has to, uh, you know, get in. The, he has Do to go thing. fight the Joker or something. As Hobblepot says in the chat room, Batman, I want photos of the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Which would I be, love that Joker. It would. It would be. Look at that Joker for sure. Okay. Uh, Episode bleed. Real quick here, uh, Anne Marie. Why don't we tell people about our Patreon? What is Patreon for the uninitiated? So, for those of you who don't know, Patreon is sort of a crowdfunding way to well help sponsor the show and mm-hmm. our other shows. So every show, every show, all every shows. show, all of the shows, <laughs> all of the shows. So for patreon.com slash universe box, you can make a monthly donation, to help support us and our other shows. Um, Legends of Gotham, we're so lost. Mm-hmm. All of Bill's dog boy and legend. No, yeah, something it, about a sparrow. It, and it helps, and it helps support the show. It helps support <laughs> us. It helps, you know, pay for our internet, our equipment, mm-hmm. uh, our time. This, this fuzzy stuff. microphone thing that I like to pet and want to braid. Yeah, and it's just kind of like a subscription. You know, you yeah. give a couple bucks to NPR every six months. Uh, you could give a couple bucks to us. Is little is a dollar a month uh, to help us uh, do all this great work we do. And if mm-hmm. you donate five dollars or more a month, mm-hmm. you become a member of the five dollar star patrons club, which comes with all sorts of benefits. We will come to your house and rub your feet for one. <gasps> Uh, Ooh, I we, don't want to We will rub call feet. you over to our house and offer to let you rub our feet. You don't you may have rub, to. You may rub my feet anytime. Mm-hmm. But the $5, and we'll also read your name on every episode. We'd like to thank our $5 Star Patrons Club right now. Becca Baca, Angel, Kelsey, Holly Max 79 Monica Jones, Sage of Earth, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cat- Cattler. Cattler. And... 
Hope, Hope Mullinex. You guys are the merrymakers. You are the dreamer of dreams. If you want to become... You are the bee's knees. If you want to become the best person you can be, go to patreon.com slash universebox to help and, support oh. our, sh- our show. And remember to think, think outside. outside. Oh, you, you almost jumped the I gun jumped there the a little gun. bit. You did almost jump the gun. Oh. Well, you know what? That's fine. You know why? Why? It's time for the bibliophile where we talk comics, novels, and Dr. Seuss. As long as you can read it, we've indexed it and shoved it in a folder. Let's crack open the bibliophile. So this week, Winnie the Pooh is getting a new character. Winnie the Pooh is getting a okay, new character. Okay, I'm sorry. This really, really excites me. Just in they're time. Re- they're rebooting the Poohverse? <laughs> they're not rebooting the Poohverse. Um, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, just in time for the 90th anniversary, Pooh Bear is getting a new friend in the 100 Acre Wood. It's a penguin. In. I was getting there. In the best bear in all the world, he'll meet Penguin, a penguin in the dead of winter. (laughs) The story will be written by Brian Sibley, best known for scrolling, scrolling, writing, make, Writing, making of books, hmm, writing books for films based on Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. R- writing, making of books. Oh, there was no quotes, so I didn't know to quote it. Yeah, he he writes making of books for, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, fantasy movies and stuff like that. Nice, nice. Okay, so the silly old bear is getting a new friend. I think this is fun. I think a penguin is perfect to go to the Hundred Acre Wood. I know some people are like, hey, what is a penguin doing in England? And you know what? I'm okay with it. You know why? <laughs> because he is there with a tiger and a couple of kangaroos and a pig, like an owl, a giant owl that talks. Mm-hmm. The penguin belongs. Definitely. So I just really and, – and you know this really – the Pooh Bear's world is a child's land of stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. A penguin belongs there. My five-year-old walks around like a penguin on the regular. So obviously it belongs in a kid's world. World. Um, I just want to know if I get to meet him at Disney. Possibly. Can Poss- I can I meet him? <clears throat> well, it it was I was a little unsure if this was actually a Disney thing. I don't or think it is. It was just a foundation of Pooh thing or whatever. Right, but it's just it, curious as Bobby to know. in the chat room says uh, the Poohverse question mark uh, he says it does not sound like a great p- place to visit for obvious reasons which we won't get into we won't here. get into that <laughs> okay uh <laughs> yeah but you you know definitely in there are a lot of penguin characters like bobby says in the chat room mm-hmm. his, his favorite is opus from bloom county i was thinking faubrisher which was a companion of doctor who in the 80s doctor who comics written by grant morrison when i saw penguin that's the first thing i thought but uh you know it's definitely it's going to be fun to see some new Pooh bear stories uh, a penguin is pretty unique too as a concept. You don't p- picture that ha- seeing that in the Hundred Acre Woods, right? Uh, you know, uh, the author has even written some radio plays. I was doing a little research uh, uh, set in the Poovers. Uh, can we stop saying Poovers? No, we can't. We can't. Uh, the Poovers. Uh, but I, I'm a thousand percent on board with this as long as it matches the tone of the original stories. While I like the Disney stories in the Disney version of Pooh Bear. It's not quite as good as the originals, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's a little too clean. I, I actually, uh, and I'll try and find this for the show notes. Uh, there's a Russian version of Winnie the Pooh that's adorable. Oh, I love it. it it's pretty much amazing. It's pretty much. We amazing. have no idea what they're saying, but it's absolutely adorable. Yeah, hold on one second. You're going to Google it, aren't you? I, I, this is uh, called it's Bill fun. and Amory Google something. We don't have time for Bill and Amory Google things. Oh, we have time. I wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, the Russian, the Winnie the Pooh Bear. It, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Let me see if I can. Yeah, I found a little clip of it. We'll play a little clip here. I love Russian Pooh Bear. If it'll play. Oh. 
Hi, Pooh Bear. Если я чешу затылки, не беда. В голове моей опилки, да, да, да. He's probably like cursing us out. Probably. He is Russian. Vodka! <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Potato yeah. vodka! We, we will have a link to that in the show notes, of course. Totally. But, Copy and paste. Yeah, I'll be copying that right now. Okay, uh, so uh, let's see here. Oh, so, I, yeah, we, we, we do veto. Uh, we, we have veto power. So uh, now, I guess, you know, throw on your headphones and warm up your pipes. Uh, we're going to make your modern, make sure your modern music knowledge is in tune. Okay, so our, well, tonight, one and only story and in tune is Kanye gets an Instagram account. Kanye who? Kanye West. Oh, it- after avoiding his wife's social need, social network, favorite, uh, okay, I'm trying again. After avoiding his wife's favorite social network for years, Kanye, I refuse to say that, finally joined Instagram this weekend, posting a single picture of a car driving next to an odd structure at dusk. He quickly gained 1.1 million followers on the social network, proving that he's still nearly as awesome as Taylor Swift. The thing she refused to say was Yeezy. I can't say, I which can't. is the, the appropriate name no. for Kanye West. Kanye! But so, uh, but uh, what do you think about this? Kanye getting an Instagram account. Kanye's on Instagram. He How is. was he not on Instagram before? I I'm, know. Like, that actually kind of shocked me. It really, me too. Um, I kind of just wonder if he's going to break all sorts of sponsorship and disclosure laws like all of his in-laws. Because very, every very last possible. one of them has gotten in trouble for breaking disclosures <laughs> and not actually doing them. Yes, uh, definitely. So I, that's my question. You know, it, it's very interesting, though. In, in the picture he posted... Uh, though, if you look, I'll try and uh, hold on. You're reading way too much into this. No, but I'll try and zoom in here a little bit uh, to the picture. Uh, no, but it looks like there's almost like a. It, do you remember Johnny Cab from Total Recall, the robotic no. nope. cab drivers? Nope. Uh, I, I, I will let, hold on. I'm going to Google it. Bill Google's things. Johnny Cab Total. See, I know Johnny Cash. Recall. Uh, but not in Total here. Recall. Yeah. Bloop. Yeah. Here we go. The Johnny Cab, that guy right there. Okay, sure. Yeah, the little robotic uh, cab driver or whatever. It looks almost like this car has a Johnny Cab uh, guy in it. So I'm wondering, you, you know, maybe Kanye's next project is going to be some sort of sci-fi concept album with supporting videos. Maybe. You, I mean, he did have a floating stage. It definitely. It seems like that's kind of the space he's working in now. So if it gets Kanye in a space outfit, I'm all for it, obviously. <laughs> One thing's for sure, he'll probably never beat out his wife on followers, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Bobby uh, points out in the chat room that Johnny Cab was played by Robert Picardo. Nice. Who I'm not familiar with. Not a clue. Not familiar with. But but yeah, definitely very interesting uh, news for Mr. Kanye West. Kanye I, I, I wonder, what wacky hijinks will he get into next? Who knows? The world may never know. But you know what? Uh, we won't. <laughs> we Nobody won't. will. No clue. Okay, so what's in the box? Uh, you're about to find out. We've selected a special, each selected a special story to select, or to, to discuss. discuss. Let's pop open the universe box. Stop. Okay, Anne-Marie, what, what do you want to talk about this week? 
Okay, so this came out today, and it's really kind a of... A little small story. A teeny tiny story. You may, you probably didn't hear about it. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are getting a divorce. Bradgelina is Brad, over? Bradgelina is over. He never should have left Jennifer Aniston to begin with. Don't be one of those people. Okay. But I'm totally one of those people. <laughs> so I was a huge fan of Brad and Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. It made me absolutely sad. And really, really mad at him when he left her for Angelina Jolie because at that point, woman was – she was nuts. She mm-hmm. she was really – I think that she still carried around the vial of blood thing and it, it didn't really work for me. But, you know, they were good. They, came, they, they grew on me over time. They had many a child via, you know, actual having child and mm-hmm. adoption, which I'm very pro making those types of families. And so they grew on me. And then what, about a year and a half ago, they actually, you know, got married. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is where they went wrong. <laughs> they should have just stayed in the cohabitating. Marriage is always a mistake. Marriage is awful. Don't yep. do it, folks. Never. Don't do it. It only leads to bad things. Um, but they, you know, so they grew on me. But now there is speculation that there was drugs involved, too much mm-hmm. drinking, lots of angry behavior. Or that somebody may have mm, cheated. Possibly. Possibly. The interesting thing on that is that I was reading, I believe it was on the Mediaite site tonight. I I forget the story, but a movie studio dropped a trailer for a new Brad Pitt film right after the news broke. Guess what the plot of the film is, Anne-Marie? Brad Pitt's life? No. Oh. A husband and wife who are both spies have to learn to work together. You know what other movie had this plot? I don't know. Please tell me. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the movie that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie met on. So maybe. Why would he be in another movie like that? I don't know. Maybe he just has a thing for, uh, you know, making out or whatever cheating is with with, uh, his co-star on a spy movie. So maybe don't do it if you, if you fall in love again. Don't do a spy movie, man. Don't do a spy movie. Don't do a spy movie. Yeah, but this was all over the news today. Literally, like, everywhere. You could not go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Bradgelina. Bradgelina is no more. Rip, uh, Bradgelina. Okay, I have a slightly happier uh, story from my universe box. Okay, so apparently, uh, orders for comic books have hit a 20-year high. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Led by DC Comics titles, by the way. DC's the winner here. Uh, If there is a winner to be had. Just, you know, if if we got a point it out dc wins but but uh, oh, oh uh you know real quick in the chat room it, just because one of our favorite people angel t uh hopped in and says uh she was a little surprised about bradgelina but at the same time a lot of celebrity relationships don't seem to last very true a uh, very true but uh you know dc comics has led the, the pack this week with diamond comics moving 10.26 million comic books in august which is huge it's uh the biggest number since 1996 i think the biggest seller, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, uh, number one, it was yeah. the first seri- uh, issue of her new series, probably owes quite a bit of gratitude to Suicide Squad. Uh, no, not just Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Like, it owes everything to Margot Robbie because she was amazing. <laughs> Definitely. But, but, you know, 10.26 million, these are 90s numbers right here, back when comic books were the biggest they've ever been. I, you know, uh, while it's great and all, I, I'm a little worried this means there's about to be another dip in the market. Because there was a big dip, because back in the 90s, there was a big boom in the mm-hmm. speculator market and the collector's market. Mm-hmm. And it rose and rose and rose and you had to spend $100 for a comic book signed by Stan Lee on QVC. And then everything <gasps> just plummeted QVC. when they realized.
realized it's just paper and ink. And, uh, you know, in, in the bottom fell out of the industry. So, but now that, that part of the industry is dead for, I, I mean, there's still some collector stuff, some speculators market and stuff like that, but it's not nearly as big as it was. So hopefully the comic book industry can ride the bubble at mm-hmm. least a little bit longer this time. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. And, uh, Amory, you wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, our, our days today. Our right? special days. This is something fun that I found last time when we were thinking about the episode. Um, today is punch day. Punch day. like Not like I'm going to punch you, but like I'm going to have some fruit, fancy fruit punch. I'll punch you in the mouth with a bottle of fruit punch. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Um, and get ready day, which I think <laughs> is really like disaster prep day because the picture was like somebody taping up their window, which mm-hmm. we live in Florida. So, you know, prep for the hurricanes, everyone. Yeah, it's always good to be ready for always a, be a good ready. old disaster. Be ready with your punch. <laughs> So okay. there you go. I, I'm very excited about Get Ready Day. Now, get ready. Get ready. Because what are we excited about this week? We're offering up our recommendations in Suggestible. Hey, that's me. And me. Dan Marie, <laughs> what's up first? First up, gamers discover protein before scientists. Okay, guys, like, not a gamer. I'm not. It's not my thing. But, and see, gamers playing Folded, a puzzle tile, title that has teams trying to fold the best protein, have identified the shape of a protein before scientists, including two trained experts mm-hmm. and 61 University of Michigan undergraduates, well, that's Michigan, sorry, um, could manage the feat. The protein in question is particularly significant because it prevents plaque formation, hinting that it could help with Alzheimer's. Oh, that's nice. That's a very important work. So good on you, gamers, <laughs> for playing a game that creates proteins. What's oh. up? Oh, I just started playing Supergirl. That's all. Okay. I, no, <laughs> no but, but that's good. I, I mean, it, <laughs> gamers, you know, they – spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of their lives, you know, cracking problems and solving puzzles yeah. and sitting there until they work things out. So why not turn them into this huge hive mind computer thing yeah. and solve all the world's problems? If you, if you put gamers on it, you're good. If yeah. gamers are doing it, you got it. If you make this Minecraft, my child will, will cure cancer. If you somehow <laughs> like work this program into Minecraft mm-hmm. and Minecraft videos, my kids got it. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but, but, you know, such great stuff. Glad mm-hmm. to hear it and everything. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, so I guess I, it's time for my suggestible, right? Which we might have already gotten a hint to. Maybe, <clears throat> possibly, possibly. No, my suggestion for this week is Supergirl on Netflix. Uh, now, I was a bit dubious about this show at the start because uh, kind of had a, had a rocky start. I, I You know, I, it was filled with sort of this eye-rolling. And, I mean, I'm not opposed to a good girl power plot. Hotline or a girl power message, girl power. but this was very eye rolly, almost cartoonish sort of girl power uh, plot points that they had in the first few episodes. It felt a little over the top, and it felt dated too. It, it felt like something you'd see on an old like '90s Saturday morning cartoon show or something like that. Oh, like it's gonna follow um, Say by the Bell or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. It, it felt very Jesse Spano uh, from Say by so the Bell. I'm so excited. <laughs> 
But uh, the show, I, I, I've caught up since they released it on Netflix a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it's finally found its footing and become a pretty decent superhero show. I, now, Jimmy, I, sorry, James Olsen uh, still isn't as doofy as I'd like him to be. But I'm halfway through the first season now. And I'm planning on getting caught up for the second season before it starts. Because Superman's coming. He's my favorite. And, uh, you know, he's, he's coming to Supergirl. And the villain Metallo is coming, too. Which, by the way... If uh, you want to learn more about Metallo, I highly suggest you check out the most recent episode of Supergirl Radio with guest star. I bet you don't know who it is. It's that guy. It's me. It's that guy right there. I'll be on Supergirl Radio. And I feel like I'm on like the um, – the what are their names? The Bradys. I'm like, dude, dude, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, definitely Supergirl on Netflix. Check it out or don't. But or you don't. should. I, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Okay, so uh, now it's time for a segment that we don't have anything for this we week. We have nothing, but it's the first episode, so we, we can't don't wait to hear to. your blathering. Uh, so let's see. I uh, hear what your our listeners have to say on blather Skype. Which, like I said, we got nothing. We have no blather Skype. So Nobody's blathering. No one's blathering about, about blather Skype. But if you want to, next week, you can email us, contact at universebox.com, tweet us at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash universeboxshow. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. But I guess since we don't have any feedback, we'd just love to thank all of our chatters. Uh, we have Angel T and Bobby and Hobblepot and Hope and Knight RAF in the chat room at live.universebox.com. And with ye old uh, blathery blather skypes, send us stories. If you see a story that you think we should cover, mm-hmm. because we are going to be recording twice a week, Tuesdays uh-huh. and Thursdays at 10 p.m. EST, send us something. If you see something that you think we should talk about, I mean, it could get axed because we axed some stories, but... Send it. Yeah, and over in the main chat room, a couple notes here. Uh, Hope says, I might watch Supergirl just to see Tyler Holklin from Teen Wolf on my screen again. Uh, Bobby says it's cool. The CW is debuting their app for streaming their shows. Yeah, they're going to let even people without a cable login use their app to stream the shows live. Really? Yeah, you'll be able to watch iZombie through their app if you want to. Because we have antenna. We don't have cable. I love iZombie. And uh, Angel T says uh, she's excited for the pilot of Bull tonight. It uh, seems like an interesting show. I haven't heard of it. Uh, well, another thing that I mean, I guess this could have been my thing. Um, this is Us premieres um, half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to watching that. Yeah, and the, the other place on NBC looked really good, too. I want to check that out with uh, yes, Kirsten Yes, I Bell heard really good Danson. things. Yeah. It looked a little cheesy in the promos, but... It looked, uh, I've heard really good reviews mm-hmm. of it from varieties of people. Definitely. Anyway, that's off topic. Okay, so it's time for some takeaways here, real quick. <laughs> uh, okay, so some takeaways from this episode. No power couple can last forever. Hmm. If you like a canceled show, never lose hope for resurrection. A whole new world might not be enough to save one of our favorite TV shows. <laughs> and penguins. Totally live in the woods, right? Totally live totally in the woods. Totally live in the woods, for sure. Uh, we we want to thank you guys all thank again you, for you, joining us here. We record live every Tuesday and Thursday night, 10 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com, where you can join our chat room uh, with all of our other mm-hmm. chatters. Thank you guys for coming, too. Thank you. Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone or check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com. 
As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow all of the podcasts we do, including this one. Including this one. At universebox.com. And uh, you should be able to find this on iTunes. Uh, soon. Very soon if you're watching on YouTube. If you want to subscribe to YouTube to get, get it in your feed, youtube.universebox.com. Until next time. Remember, remember to think, think outside. outside.